Okay, friends, let's go ahead and get started. Happy Friday to everybody. So we're working in the, in the framework of wise intention, wise understanding, wise action, wise speech, wise effort, wise livelihood, wise mindfulness, and wise concentration. You know, one of the things that I want to say about, about that is stepping onto the journey of recovery can be, it, it has to start with a very self-oriented mindset. We're really here for ourselves. And that's, that is essential to own and that is essential to, to hold with a great deal of tenderness. But there comes a time where we look up and we realize, oh, yeah, yikes, I'm not the only one here. There's a bunch of us here. And that means it gives us an opportunity to cultivate leniency and forgiveness. It really tests the borders of our understanding because part of being in a community of recovering people means that we're also in a community of people who are going to be in active substance use. People who are going to have recurrences. People who are going to be in despair and confusion. So then it begs the question, what is my capacity to hold my own for that? What is my capacity to feel activated and stirred, maybe even triggered, and hold myself in integrity, in a place of safety, in a place of self-agency that says, I'm okay. I'm okay. I've got a boundary here. I'm safe. People are being invited to practice and dance this noble eightfold path. So with that, I'm going to close my eyes and welcome everyone to Recovery Dharma. Welcome you all to the beautiful Spokane Sangha, our Friday morning practice. For this month, we are exploring mindfulness. And specifically, we are exploring for this time the body practices associated with mindfulness to cultivate a life that is mindful, present. We have four entry points, the body, our emotions, the mind, and our stories. Oftentimes, each of those four access points are smeared together. They're blurred. It's hard to separate them out, but it's important that we at least make a wise effort because each access point all by itself can be highly informative and can allow us to mature and increase our capacity for mindfulness. In the body, there are six, according to the Dharma teaching, there are six places that we can put our attention. For the last several sessions, I have brought your awareness to four of the six. 
the breath, the posture, focused comprehension, which is really taking a curious look at the body, understanding how the body is itself a universe. And then the fourth practice that I brought forward yesterday, which is focusing one's attention on very specific parts of the body as a way of bringing ease, as a way of being with discomfort maybe, and affording ourselves an opportunity to work with that body part that might be tight and painful and sit with it. And that practice of sitting with tightness, with discomfort that might be living in the body enables us, brings our awareness to, hey, I have the capacity to sit with something uncomfortable. I have the capacity to sit with something that hurts a little bit. Look at me. Look at that. That's amazing. Because later, when something else arises in our consciousness, maybe a haunted memory, maybe some inexplicable fear that puts us in a panic, we can recall, oh, I... I know this. I know how to sit with this discomfort. I've trained with this. I've practiced this. So let's do it together. Right now. It's so easy. So beautiful. And it begins with the breath. So together, as a community, you'll notice that I'm turning my body away from the computer I'm actually going to have a candle in front of me so I can watch a beautiful candle. And you can still hear me and you can still see me. And as I'm breathing, I'm going to pay attention to the posture of my body. I'm sitting in a computer chair And I'm sitting in such a way that my back is really straight and my belly is really soft. Oftentimes, both of my feet are planted firmly on the ground, but today, for whatever reason, my right ankle is crossed over my left ankle and my legs are out straight. And this feels really comfortable to me, so I'm going to go with it. My hands are folded very gently and resting in my lap. My eyes are closed for a moment. Shoulders, I noticed just now that my shoulders are kind of rolled forward, which tucks my heart in. And it feels slightly collapsed. So I'm going to make a wise effort and a wise action to roll my shoulders up a little bit and back so that my collarbones open a little bit, my heart opens a little bit, I sit a little bit taller. My 
lungs have the capacity to expand in my rib cage so I can breathe a little bit deeper. See how that works? Maybe you've never really paid much attention to your rib cage, which wraps around the front of your lungs and the back of your lungs. The branching bronchioles within the lungs are very tree-like and root-like, very similar to our kin, the trees who actually work to cleanse the air on our behalf our carbon dioxide that we breathe out, they take in, and their out-breath is oxygen, which we take in. We are family to the trees, all connected to the lungs. And if you're not aware, I sort of did a little jujitsu move because that's the third body practice, the focused comprehension, noticing that your lungs are connected to something beyond you, beyond just your body. There is a universal interconnectedness here. And to gain some comprehension of that helps us take ourselves out of that small self mind into the broader, open, observant, neutral mind. My great self, my capital S self is intimately and intricately connected to you and to everything on this earth and the cosmos itself. Yesterday I brought forward a beautiful awareness practice of a very particular body part, which is the fingertips. And if you were here yesterday, maybe you'd like to put your fingers together. Maybe that's how you'd like to rest your hands, just tapping, gently tapping your fingertips. When was the last time you paid any attention to your fingertips. Noticing how sensitive they are. Noticing how in a blink of an eye your touching your fingertips sends a signal to your brain and your brain interprets that so your awareness can speak to you, can say, oh, my fingertips are touching. Look at that. And it happens in an instant. Many of you who have practiced with me over the years know that I have an affinity for eyebrows. 
and we do the spiritual practice of eyebrow raising as a way of just looking at our bodies, coming into awareness of the things we rarely pay attention to and recognizing that our eyebrows dictate so much muscular activity on the face, our eyebrows going up is inquisitive. You'll notice my voice is rising. When the eyebrows are furrowed, we channel our inner curmudgeon. We channel all of that disapproval and scorn. And then when we allow our eyebrows to relax a little bit, we can become more neutral on the face and allowing the face to speak to the mind and heart. Today, for this practice, I encourage you to pay attention to anything that's speaking to you. What's speaking to me and what I'd like to bring into your awareness is the tip of your nose. When was the last time you paid any attention to the tip of your nose? Maybe even tap the tip of your nose. Nobody's looking. Keep your eyes closed. Nobody's looking. Tips of your nose. I bring this forward, friends, because without looking at a mirror, we can't see the tips of our own noses. And there on the tip of our nose lie many things about our lives that are obvious. Right there, right on the tip. But in order to see these obvious things, in order to know about them, we need the eyes of another, somebody else pointing out to us the obvious. On the tips of our nose are all kinds of things about our experiences, good, bad, neutral, and to be helped in being aware of these things can be presented without judgment and with great care and compassion. This is what the Kalyanamitra does. It says, hey, I want to show you what's on the end of your nose. It's really obvious. I don't expect you to see it, but um, yeah, you're amazing. Just wanted you to know that, wanted you to see that. It's right there where you can't always see it. Hey, I also wanted to point out on the tip of your nose, just like me, I know you're doing your best and, uh, ooh, 
sometimes your best isn't all that great. Let's breathe that together. We're all doing our best, and you know, sometimes our best, it isn't that great. Breathe. Notice if the body's collapsing in on itself. Come back to a noble posture. You can hold it. You can hold that sometimes your best isn't great. You're just like me. You're just like everyone else. Nothing special about that. Nothing particularly horrific either. Pretty neutral, pretty human. Keep breathing. Keep returning to the body. Notice any tension, any stomach flipping. Tap your fingertips. Raise your eyebrows. Maybe smile a little. Wonder what else is on the tip of your nose. What's often on the tips of our nose is the propensity and the habit energy we have to overlay our past onto our present, like a opaque silk, an opaque curtain obscuring the moment. And I think the effort in that is actually intentional for a lot of people and beautiful in that intention and that people are bringing forward their past not to sabotage the present necessarily but to better understand it so they can work with regret and mistake so that the future is better informed the future can unfold with more wisdom. But we have to be very careful because to bring forward the past into the present can indeed sabotage the moment. So to do this skillfully, we begin with the present moment, breathing in this present moment where I am safe, I am held, I am amazing, I have my limits, I am practicing. And in that fundamental space, that foundational space, only then can we bring the nuggets of the past and place them on the solidity of our practice and have a good look?
keep breathing. Friends, Thich Nhat Hanh said, We are here to awaken from the illusion of our separateness. And what so many of us do is we separate ourselves from the wonder of life, the miracle of being alive, the mystery of the universe and the profound nature of love. May you awaken to the miracle of your body through the grounding of the breath. May you awaken to the mystery of your body as imagined from the evolutionary magic of the universe. May you awaken to the power of equanimity that enables you to see the bothness of your life lying on the tip of your nose. May you awaken to the trust of others able to see it and mirror it to you with compassion, loving kindness and joy. May you awaken in this moment and feel free. That's my prayer for you all today, friends. Thank you so much for letting me share that practice with us all today. So beautiful. And in the meantime, let's go ahead and end our practice with a dedication of merit. Friends, there's a wonderful spiritual saying about the desire to 
carpet the world so that every step we take can be soft and at ease. That's one way to do life. Do everything to carpet the world. Or we can practice making comfortable shoes for ourselves that enable us to navigate any landscape that arises before us. We have that kind of creativity. We have that kind of power to stand before disharmony, to stand before discomfort and disagreement, to stand before frustration and agitation, bewilderment, grief, and loss. But we cannot do it without tools and practice. We end our practice today dedicating this session to Shakyamuni Buddha and we will chant in praise of the the Buddha's teachings, the Buddha nature within, and the power of the Sangha to reflect the goodness in us. I'll chant this three times. So beautiful. It goes like this. Tayata o muni muni maha muni soha Tayata o muni muni maha muni soha Tayata o muni muni Maha Muni Soha. Be so gentle with yourselves, friends, and may you be gentle with all the world. Thank you for your beautiful practice. We'll see you next time. Namaste.